podcast. This is our first bonus cast of 2022. We are Phil and Meredith. Hey. And we believe that the life of a Jesus follower should be a resilient life. So every month we're taking a few moments to come and talk to you about topics that we hope will build your faith and help you walk out a life with Jesus in a resilient way. Yeah, I so enjoy our time sitting together and having conversations about topics that are important to us. And we're going to spend some time in this conversation specifically talking about fasting. And we like to start every single year fasting. And so uh, sometimes we do a three-day fast, sometimes it's a five-day fast. This year in particular, to start 2022, we're going to be doing a 21-day Daniel fast for you and I. And our church is participating in 21 days of fasting and prayer in general. Maybe we should have done 22 days for 2022. Ooh, I don't know that I could. I don't <laughs> no, know. I could one more it. day, push you over. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. We, I mean, I just think that fasting is such a, a important biblical practice. It, it builds your faith in such an empowering way and just really draws you closer to God. I know every year by the time we get to the end, it's a practice we've had for several years now. Um, to start our year off this way, and then something that, you know, we have individual or corporate habits of throughout the year. Every time I get to the end of a time of fasting, I feel so much more connected to God, so much more connected to to my inner world, to my spirit life, um, taking those steps away from some of those external things. Why do you like fasting? Specifically, I like fasting because it's a reminder of the importance of self-discipline and self-control. And if you can say no to that delicious snack or that piece of whatever it is that you want to eat, if you can say no to that little thing, then you can say no to bigger things that are temptations in your life as well. And so you start small and then that grows bigger. And uh, and so it's good for your self-control and then therefore good for your self-discipline as a whole. Yeah, I think that's so good. I, I, you know, when I think about fasting, I think about what a tool, sometimes I often think of it even like as a gift from God, which maybe it doesn't feel like because it is like it's depriving yourself, but it's this gift from God that opens up to me so much of our spirit life, opens us up to, I think the abundance and the fullness of the way God wants to see us live. Like it's an access point to us, um, for, for growing our inner person. Um, and I know like you and I were even having a discussion just right before this about the right language about because we were discussing how, you know, it's not required to be to fast, to be a Jesus follower. Not for my salvation. Yeah, right, not for right. my salvation. But like, is that even um, that almost feels like too soft or like an out for somebody? Because also also in Matthew six, Jesus says to them, when you go into fasting, and there's so much assumption in that language, right? Right. Of, he doesn't say if you fast. Exactly. Or, you know, I recommend that you do when, when yeah. you fast. Right? He's assuming if you are one of my followers, fasting will be part of the life that you live. So yes, like, are you going to lose your salvation because you don't fast? Well, no. But are you missing out on the life Jesus has for yeah. you? Absolutely. Yeah. I believe you are. Great point. And when I think about fasting, it's not just represented in the New Testament. It's not just something that Jesus instituted. It's really a part that we see all throughout biblical history. It's something that we we know is good from a spiritual aspect. We know it's good from a physical aspect as well. It's recommended across the board. You don't just have to read about it in the Bible to know that fasting is a good practice to have. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at even like what's going on in, you know, in, I don't know, in contemporary society, you see things like intermittent fasting have really gained a lot of, um, of airtime currently because there's a lot of just physical benefits that come to us from fasting. Um, there's all kinds of actual physical 
benefits that you receive in your body from fasting. Your your blood pressure and your cholesterol, like your your cardiovascular health, is really improved from um, from participating in fasting. Your brain health and your neurological system is improved. It, you can actually prevent neurological diseases. So there's some evidence that you can prevent them um, by participating in fasting. The way it cleanses and detoxes your system. There's even studies that are suggesting that you can increase your lifespan Ooh. and yeah, and delay uh, the effects of aging by participating in regular fasting. But what's so important is that's not what we're talking about here, right? Right. We're not just talking about a diet or a detox. This is not just about going paleo or, you know, cutting out sweets for, you know, the health or the physical health benefit. But we know that it's important to marry the physical side of the fasting. That's the diet side with the spiritual side, which is the prayer. Yeah, This is prayer and fasting. This is not just fasting. Yeah, exactly. I know we have a friend who is a vegan and we tease them every year because a Daniel's fast essentially is a vegan diet, I think minus like sugar and and maybe caffeine. There's not real any changes. (laughs) There's not a lot of changes to their diet. And so we always go, what are you actually doing right now? You know, and of course they make their own personal adjustments um, for some of those things. To, to be able to participate in it. And, and as you're stepping into a fast, um, thinking about what are those spiritual changes that I'm making? What are those spiritual additions that I'm making? Because otherwise, you're just on a diet. You're just kicking off your year or, or you're just depriving yourself and you're just upset because you're not getting caffeine and you're also not adding the benefit of additional time with God. Yeah, and if you're just hungry all the time, then you know that's what we see in in the Gospels, where where Jesus is talking to the Pharisees about people um, that you know they they make sure that everybody knows that they're fasting, or they their appearance uh, isn't nice, and they don't keep themselves uh, in in good keep. Uh, because they want everybody to know about right, the fact that right. they're fasting right yeah. now. And so Jesus says very clearly, don't be like those people. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, The reason that we have corporate fasts is because it strengthens our church overall. But if you're posting every day, man, I'm so hungry, or I wish I could have right. a coffee, you're kind of missing the point of what the fasting is actually 100%, about. 100%. 100%. So you were talking a couple minutes ago about how we have some, some really uh, great examples, both in the Old Testament scriptures as well as the New Testament scriptures, which of course are kind of the dividing line for us of before Jesus came on earth and after we saw Jesus on earth. Um, and, and a lot of things transition, but one of the things we take away is if something exists in Old Testament and in New Testament, we know it's like extra attention. This is something that God really wants us to care about. Um, so what are some of those examples of, of things, of examples of fasting? Yeah, we see it in, in many different books in the Bible. Of course, we know that the concept of a Daniel's fast comes from the book of Daniel. It's from something that he did where he cut out all kinds of choice foods, and mm-hmm. that means things that are like meat and, and uh, sweets and those kinds of things. So we see it in Daniel. We know that Esther called for a fast, and, and also Ezra. Um, and then we know that Moses participated uh, in, in 40 days of without food, and so did Elijah. And then, of course, we see it in, in the New Testament, Jesus not only fasting himself, but also encouraging others. And I always think that's a highlight, right? If Jesus is doing it, then I should do it. Right. If Jesus needed to fast, I need to fast to make sure I can hear from God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Drew, how about uh, you? When you think about people in the Bible or maybe stories in the Bible, what else comes to mind? 
Yeah, I think I I often think of Esther like you call like you referenced um and part of what I think about about Esther and and I guess even Ezra's is that it was a call corporately, which is something similar to what we're getting ready to do specifically. Of course, you can fast on your own time to seek God, but there's something really powerful that happens when corporately we make a commitment to move and to focus in this direction together. And then uh, I guess maybe a fun fact to me something that always stands out is when Esther called the fast, she called a fast from food and from water i'm always like esther was not bad, playing i'm glad i wasn't like, around in esther's she day it's like we will hear from god <laughs> right that's a real fast um, right yeah there. yeah so that that's not what what we're doing um you know for this thing and i think you yeah you need to hear from god and if you're, you're, you're thankful like on that, and right? i'm thankful yeah <laughs> that we will be participating in water but i always love um in and acts there's a couple of different examples in acts of course the early church right such a critical time are making massive decisions about um, who are we going to put in, in different positions and places or who are we going to send where and and how to set up this massive thing that God has called them to. And so we see time and time again, like, like for example, in Acts 14 and 23, it says, and then Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord and whom they had put their trust. So it tells us, right, their trust was in the Lord and that part of the way they committed these people to the Lord was through a time of prayer and of fasting, and I think it was such important decisions. And that's what I would I would say. It's part of why we do it at the beginning of the year. Is if you if you're at the beginning of your year and you're going, I have some massive decisions I need to make this year. I have some some moves that I'm trying to make this year, or some places I need clarity. Commit that space to the Lord through a time of prayer and of fasting, just like the example we saw in the early church and in the early church leaders. I think it gives us a framework how to make those moves. Yeah, and even just to re- reset your relationship and your connection with Christ, like you were talking about earlier, at the end of every fast, inevitably, you are more in tune with yourself yeah. internally and externally. You're more congruent, but then also you're more in tune with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Often we're so busy with our time and we spend so much time around food, thinking about it, preparing totally. it, heating it, eating it, cleaning, whatever it totally. is, right? So much time is spent around food. When you cut that out and you dedicate that time to spiritual practices, to praying to and hearing from yeah. Jesus, then we are more in tune with with him and what he wants to fulfill through us on earth. And, you know, even when you read the Gospels, we, we see the story of the disciples that are unable to cast a demon out. Yeah. And then Jesus comes along and does it. And then they say to Jesus, well, how come you could do it, but we can't do it? We thought that you had given us power. Yeah. And then he replies to them, of course, well, this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. Yeah. And it speaks to that significance that they had been praying, they had been doing things in Jesus' name. And maybe maybe that's what we're doing. Maybe, you know, at different times throughout the year, you're doing something in Jesus' name, but it's lacking the fasting side. And so mm-hmm. like we said at the beginning of this conversation, it's not required for your salvation, but it might be required for a deeper life with Jesus yeah. that's more in tune with the Holy Spirit. Exactly. And, and that's what we're after, right? That's part of what we feel like our mission is, is to lead people in living resilient faith, faith that carries you in every season, faith that gets you all the way to the end, to a well done. And I think some of that resilience comes from spiritual practices like fasting. Absolutely. So let's start wrapping up this conversation with some practical takeaways on what you've no, found to be practical. helpful over the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I would start off in saying two things. Um, one is, of course, if you have a history um, or or past with eating disorders, then you should uh, walk into 
considering fasting in partnership with your medical doctors as well as your um, mental doctors that are helping you walk through those things um, and, and deciding what the best way for you to participate it in or if this is a good choice for you. And then anyone who's stepping into fasting, especially for the first time, should be consulting their doctors or their medical history, making sure they're doing it in a safe way. Um, I always think it's important to walk into it and it's better to make small, tangible achievable steps like if you've never done any fasting before don't jump in and go i'm going to do 21 days of juice and water only like I'm doing esta fast <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> exactly not, only not nothing <laughs> i'm going nothing straight away no like why don't you go hey you know what i'm going to do four days sunrise to sunset i'm going to like accomplish that i'm going to learn what this is like for me i think that's a really great way to approach it is to just go okay what's achievable for me that can be a win yeah and it's okay to make it a gradual experience for you if yeah. If you're wanting to participate in 21 days of prayer and fasting, it's okay for the first week to cut out sweets and pop, yeah. and then the second week to cut out, you know, meat Meats, or whatever yeah. it is, and then the third week to cut something else out. It doesn't have to be the exact same thing every time. It's okay to be gradual as well. Part of what I find to be really beneficial, uh, beneficial for myself, is to make a plan at the start, yeah. so that I'm not six days in and then I think, you know what, I wish that I'd done that differently or I would find it so much easier if I didn't have all of these sweets laying around the house. So make yourself a plan beforehand. Go to the grocery store before the fast and get yourself all the foods that are going to be helpful, mm -hmm. um, all the foods that you can eat so that you're not going to the grocery store 15 times over your 21-day fast where you're surrounded by all kinds of foods that you're trying not to consume and, and then therefore walking in that temptation. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I love to sit down kind of the weekend before and kind of chart out what are we going to be eating because this is a new space for us. It's not how we eat all of the time. And so it takes a little bit extra forethought for me to kind of walk through that um, I'd really encourage you as well, right? We should have focus and intention for our time of prayer mm -hmm. and fasting. So at the beginning or even before it starts, sitting down and writing down somewhere, what do I want to hear from God? What am I believing for? What do I want to change in me by the time I come to the end of this prayer and fasting? So you can kind of align that target of what is the thing that I'm going for right now. Yeah, and I alluded to this earlier, but then thinking about what are you going to do with all of the extra time that you now have you will be so surprised at how much extra time that you have when you start cutting all the preparation and cleanup yeah. and consuming food out of your day. And so with those extra minutes and hours that you have each day, make a plan on what you want to do, on where you want to be, on how you want to connect to God, on whether you want to listen to praise and worship music and walk and pray, or if it's you want to you know, put yourself in your prayer closet and, and just spend all of that time there, whether you want to be by yourself or gathering with someone else, what are you going to do with all of that extra time? Um, and write down as well, what God is communicating to you during that time. So yeah. it's not just you praying to God, but that you are prepared to be hearing from him and you've got something to take notes. Yeah, I think that's so good. Um, one of the other things that I always try and do before I go into prayer and fasting, main focus of fasting, of course, is the food that we are consuming or that we're limiting and altering in our life. But then I always look at other things in my life as well. What are some other things I'm going to lay down? Maybe something like I'm not going to watch any TV or... 
I'm going to turn off, you know, um, uh, certain music during that time, or I'm a big podcast listener. Maybe I'm going to eliminate or limit the amount of podcasts I'm taking in or all of those types of things. And, and in that same thought of what you just said of what are you going to do with that extra time? I remember one time years ago, I didn't do something like this and I didn't make great plans for what I was going to do with the extra time. And I ended up like watching a ton of movies, just like filling this extra time mm-hmm. because I was just, I had all of this extra time and I kind of want to distract myself from the, you know, the hunger pains yeah, that not I was just feeling. Checking the fridge every two hours. Yeah, exactly. Right? And I got to the end of my time of prayer and fasting and I was like, man, I, I don't know that I, I really got the most out of that sure. that I could have Missed some of because it. I filled it with, with something else as opposed to filling it with time with God. Yeah. And so it doesn't necessarily mean that TV is bad or it doesn't necessarily mean that listening to music is bad, but I often try and remove the secular influence in particular during that time. So I'll only listen to praise and worship music during a time of prayer and fasting. Or if I am going to watch TV, I might decide to watch The Chosen or or watch something that is going to um, fill me up. Or it might mean that I watch, you know, documentaries and and videos that lead me in a closer understanding of who Jesus was and is. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. That's great advice, babe. Um, I think that there are incredible resources on our website that I would love to encourage you to go check out cornerstone.church backslash fasting. The team has put together um, just tons of great things, different playlists that you can listen to during prayer and fasting. Like Phil was just saying, uh, we have this awesome thing called the spiritual meal plan, which helps walk you through what it is you can be filling those other times with. It has, you know, like a a spiritual breakfast each morning with a specific prayer or a short video to encourage you. So I want to encourage you to check that out. It's got some clickable links through it. There's video content to encourage you. I think there's even recipes and all kinds of great stuff. So I would encourage you to make sure you check that out, get filled up, especially if it's something you've never done before um, and sign up for all of the great resources there. Yeah. And so don't feel overwhelmed in this. Start at the level that you are able to, but then also stretch yourself. This is a time of pressing deeper into the things of God. And you might feel a little uncomfortable in that. You might feel a little bit vulnerable. Maybe it's something that you're trying for the first time or the first time in a long time. But I guarantee you that your life with Christ will look different on the other side of the fast than it does right now. I guarantee you that the trajectory of your year will be altered in a positive sense because of this time of prayer and fasting. Yeah, that's right. And so if you've never done prayer and fasting before, or if that's a while since you've done it, this is your official invitation, encouragement to kick off your year uh, with a time of prayer and fasting along with us. We'd love to invite you to be part of it. Once again, we're Phil and Meredith. This has been our first bonus cast of 2022. I hope that it encouraged you. I hope that your faith feels a little bit more resilient from listening to it. If you enjoyed it, if it encouraged you, make sure you share it with somebody or uh, make sure you like it, review it, all that kind of stuff. And send us info on what would encourage your faith in the rest of 2022 so we can keep doing this. Until next time, see you then.